Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts with a look at California agricultural news. Early registration for the 2024 Crop Consultant Conference hosted by Progressive Crop Consultant Magazine and Western Region Certified Crop Advisors is now open. The popular event for certified crop advisors, pest control advisors, grower applicators, and industry professionals is the mainstay for all continuing education needs this year and will take place on September 25th and 26th at the Visalia Convention Center. Visit myaglife.com events for the early discounted rate of $275 per person, which includes the live conference, a trade show with 70-plus exhibits, first-class dining, entertainment, and a mixer. We'll see you there. Seven counties remain under quarantines in a battle to eradicate and stop the spread of four different species of invasive fruit flies that agricultural officials say could wreak havoc on California farms and hundreds of crops. The oriental fruit fly triggered quarantines in parts of Santa Clara, Contra Costa, Sacramento, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties. Portions of Los Angeles County have been under quarantines due to findings of the Mediterranean, Tau, and Queensland fruit flies. The Queensland quarantine largely affects Ventura County, centered around thousands and oaks. Organic Produce Summit, an event dedicated to connecting buyers and suppliers in the organic fresh produce industry, announces retail registration is live. For its eighth annual event, the Organic Produce Summit will retain a similar format for attendees with a focus on forecasted industry trends for the 2024 year. This year's summit will include educational sessions, keynote presentations, and a sold-out trade show floor showcasing solutions and innovations across grown food providers. OPS is carefully curated to reflect the needs of the market and brings together over 170 organic growers, shippers, and processors from all corners of the business, providing a one-stop shop for retailers and buyers in the organic and fresh produce industry. Qualified retailers will receive complimentary registration and a hotel stay. Retailers will also have the opportunity to attend a field tour of three of the largest and most progressive organic producers. OPS and its digital media arm, OPN Connect, which produces the annual State of Organic Produce Report, are now part of the New Hope Network, a health and wellness event organizer and industry resource for natural products. For more information and to register, log on to OrganicProduceSummit.com. The 2024 Organic Produce Summit will take place July 10th and 11th in Monterey, California at the Monterey Conference Center. Once again, the website OrganicProduceSummit.com. California is projected to surpass Florida in orange production for the second consecutive year, potentially becoming the leading state in citrus farming. Florida, traditionally the dominant orange-growing state, is expected to produce approximately 837,000 tons of oranges in a 2023-24 to marketing year. That's a 30% increase from the previous year. On the other hand, California is anticipated to produce 1.66 million tons. While California's production aligns with its usual output, Florida continues to grapple with challenges such as cold snaps and recovery from significant hurricane damage. While California's production aligns with its usual output, Florida continues to grapple with challenges such as cold snaps, greening disease, and recovery from significant hurricane damage. Florida oranges are predominantly used for juice production due to their thinner skin, which is contrast with California oranges, which are better suited as table fruit. Virtually 100% of the fruit is grown for the fresh market, according to Casey Creamer, CEO of California Citrus Mutual, referring to California oranges. 
oranges. He also noted that if Florida continues to lag in orange production, the juice market is likely to shift towards more Brazilian and Mexican production. Farmers and venters in northern San Joaquin Valley are expressing concern about an electrical transmission project they say would bisect farm properties, restrict the ability to change crops, and negatively affect property values in one of the state's top wine regions. Growers with farms in the path of the transmission system proposed by investor-owned Pacific Gas and Electric Company and a local municipal power provider, Lodi Electric Utility, raised concerns during a virtual meeting recently of the California Public Utilities Commission. Winemakers in the U.S. and abroad are struggling to sell their product, and leaders in the sector are increasingly focused on anti-alcohol messaging. Schenken, a news organization that collects data on wine, beer, and spirits, reports that 2023 was the third consecutive year of negative volume growth for U.S. wine sales, following more than a decade of flattening consumption. Some in the wine sector have traced the origin of negative health messaging around wine to a 2018 study published by The Lancet, which found there was no safe level of alcohol consumption. Tajin and California strawberries are seeing a growing trend of tajin dipped strawberries for Valentine's Day, as highlighted in a recent article by the Daily Meal. The article, called Skip the Chocolate and Dip Your Strawberries in Tajin Instead, discusses the unique and flavorful twist on the classic chocolate dipped strawberries. With tajin's tangy, spicy, and slightly salty flavor, paired with the sweetness of fresh California strawberries, this new trend is gaining popularity as a delicious and unexpected treat for the holiday. They are excited to see the creative and innovative ways that consumers are enjoying California strawberries, especially for special occasions like Valentine's Day. That according to Jeff Cardendale, Director of Communications with the California Strawberry Commission. Tahin Seasonings, a well-known brand for its chili lime seasoning, is also enthusiastic about the trend. They love to see people embracing the use of tahin in new and unexpected ways, according to Eric Patrick, Tahin Produce Partnership brand manager. Both the California Strawberry Commission and Tahin encourage consumers to try this trend and explore the many ways to enjoy California strawberries with tahin as a fun and flavorful option for Valentine's Day. The official crop forecast for the California Avocado Commission's fiscal year 2023 to 24 is 208 million pounds, down from the prior volume of 237 million pounds. Weather and market conditions will be key factors for when California avocado growers begin harvesting, according to the commission. The potential for a wet winter may encourage some growers to delay picking to allow their avocados time to increase in size, which could in turn increase in the crop volume. The majority, at 196 million pounds of the premium California harvest, will be the Haas variety. The lamb Haas variety is expected to contribute 6 million pounds. Gem 5, 5 million pounds, and another 1 million pounds will come from other varieties commercially grown in California. The commission says it supports all California avocado varieties and in concert with its new agency of record, Curious Plot is introducing a new consumer advertising campaign. The creative, which is in production now, focuses tightly on the California avocados brand and is centered on locally grown and sustainability messaging. CAC is introducing an expanded trade support program, which includes retail and food service promotions aimed at reaching targeted customers. Key components of California avocado marketing support for these promotions include video content for both retail customers and California avocado social media platforms, geo-targeted advertising aimed at consumers near stores, merchandising the fruit, and traditional retail and food service marketing tactics. CAC social media program runs year-round and ramps up leading into the season.
The Almond Board of California, in conjunction with Blue Diamond Growers, UCCE, and Land IQ, has designed a voluntary online platform that helps connect neighboring growers and PCAs interested in or currently using Naval Orange Worm, or NOW, mating disruption. The platform is designed for almonds, pistachios, and walnuts, all tree nuts that are susceptible to NOW damage. The goal is to help growers and PCAs create larger orchard blocks better suited to the mating disruption system, according to Jesse Roseman, Almond Board Principal Analyst. In-pest management area-wide approaches have been something that has been tried for different pests and different crops. Naval orangeworm is a pest in all, all the ones you listed. So it really takes, and, and we know they move significant areas around but around in between orchards so to really combat the pest we need to take essentially an all hands on deck approach and we we really haven't had a tool to to jumpstart that until we got mating disruption and the research that uh, cooperative extension did showed that this is a product that's more effective at scale so you see a significant drop in damage when it's used on uh parcels 40 acres or more and even more of a decrease in damage when it's used in areas above 100 acres so we developed this tool so for growers and pcas to find each other uh, and work together to deploy mating disruption and cover a larger effective area we know it's more effective at scale we've seen a lot of larger ranches adopt this early. And so this is a tool to help some of those smaller growers that may not have that size and scale benefit to work together and create larger areas using mating disruption and essentially have the same benefits as some of these larger ranches that are already using mating disruption. Mating disruption has historically not been as efficacious for smaller growers due to the cost per acre of pheromone dispensers, but Roseman said the Almond Board has heard anecdotally that growers, small and large, that are adjacent to an orchard using mating disruption may be able to reap some of the benefits due to pheromone drift, another reason why a neighboring NOW program is beneficial. We know certainly with the aerosols that the that can drift between orchards and that's some of the advantage of of combining forces essentially and using it in larger areas because you'll see uh potentially tra a trap shutdown that's the goal and whether or not you know you can get the advantages i'd say that's something to talk to a pca or a cooperative extension specialist about your particular situation. I think uh, this this tool is really designed to to connect people that may not already be using it. And we know as far as cost goes, if you're seeing really low damage or you know right now we're in a period of, of uh, low pricing, we know it might be challenging to to bring on an additional expense, but we have seen some analyses coming out of Cooperative Extension that shows how valuable this can be, even if it just reduces damage uh, less than 1%. You know, you can see that return at uh, 
with your with your hauler sheller and handler and and that's money in your pocket so I, I think you know everybody needs to look at this it's it's voluntary look at their pest pressure uh look at what what their geogra- who's around them and then use the tool to help identify who's already using it in your area and what what could i do or how could i work with my neighbors to really make sure that we've got effective coverage using mating disruption. For more on the Neighborly NOW program, read Vicki Boyd's article on the subject in the February 2023 edition of West Coast Nut Magazine. For My Ag Life, I'm Taylor Charlstrom. USDA's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report in February is usually a quiet one for grain and oilseed prices. This year, there may be some adjustments to the U.S. export estimates. But most of traders' attention will likely be on South American crop estimates for corn and soybeans. USDA will release its February crop production and WASDA reports at 11 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. An average retail fertilizer prices continue to be mostly lower in the first week of February. Prices for six fertilizers were just slightly lower than last month. MAP had an average price of $809 a ton. Potash was at $509, Urea at $527, and Hydrus at $770, UAN 28 at $334, and UAN 32 at $390 a ton. Meanwhile, prices for two fertilizers were just slightly higher than last month. DAP had an average price of $735 a ton and $1034 at $610 a ton. A federal court in Arizona vacated the 2020 registrations of three dicamba products previously approved by the EPA for over-the-top applications, including Extendamax, Ingenia, and Tavium. The court ruled the agency violated notice and comment mandates for new-use pesticide registrations. It effectively leaves farmers without dicamba products for the upcoming growing season, pending action by EPA. Grocery prices, with some exceptions, remain high and could go even higher, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. It's sticker shock at the grocery store, and AFBF economist Bernd Nelson says input costs and general inflation are among the main culprits. Across the board with our grocery prices, we're still seeing pressures from the high input costs that farmers face. That, combined with the inflationary pressures that are still hanging on, are giving us this scenario where we're still seeing some prices rise in the grocery stores. The Washington Post recently reported that grocery prices have jumped 25% in the last four years, outpacing overall inflation of 19% with sharp jumps for beef, sugar, and juice. Nelson says egg prices have been more volatile as avian influenza took a toll on bird populations last year. They've come back down as we've seen these outbreaks kind of dial back. But we're still seeing some supply issues due to avian influenza that have kind of driven things back up in the $2.20 average range. Nelson says beef prices are stable for now, but might hit record highs by next year based on the lowest inventory of cattle and calves since 1951. Higher processing plant and grocery store wages and post-pandemic shipping costs, plus Russia's war with the Ukraine, have also spiked food prices, including for grains and vegetable oils. Nelson says whether it's high input costs or food security, a new farm bill can and will address both. USDA is making another round of emergency relief program payments to eligible producers for disaster losses suffered in 2020 and 2021. USDA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford. Farmers today face unpredictable weather disasters plus very tight or non-existent profit margins. So when it comes to getting some sort of payment from the government, literally every little bit helps. 
Zach Ducheneau runs the USDA's Farm Service Agency, and he says most producers who received emergency relief program payments, so-called ERP payments from USDA, for disaster losses suffered in 2020 and 2021, those will be getting a little bit more money from the program. Zach says the first round of payments were made with a 75% pay factor to make sure there'd be enough money to go around. There was. So, Zach says most producers will get some sort of extra help. He says check with your local Farm Service Agency office to make sure you qualify, but in general. If you received an ERP phase one payment for 2020 or 2021, you'll receive a 3.5% payment on top of that. Meanwhile, enrollment continues in ERP for disaster losses in 2022. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The results are in for the 2024 January Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer Index. I'm Jim Minter, director of the Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture, and I'm going to share with you the highlights of this month's survey. The Ag Economy Barometer Index fell eight points compared to a month earlier, and that left that index 24 points below where it was this time last year. The Current Condition Index and the Future Expectation Index both declined this month compared to a month earlier, and both of those indices are now down 23 points below where they were in January of 2023. The Farm Financial Performance Index was down 12 points this month to a reading of 85, and that leaves that index 8 points below where it was this time last year. When we ask producers about their biggest concerns for the upcoming year, there's been a bit of a shift to take place as we've progressed through 2023 into early 2024. This month, 28% of the producers in the survey said their number one concern is the risk of lower crop and or livestock prices, which matched the percentage for the first time of those choosing higher input costs as their top concern. The Farm Capital Investment Index fell eight points below a month ago, and that left that index seven points below a year ago. When we followed up and asked the producers who say now is a bad time to make large investments in their farming operation why they feel that way, more producers are starting to point to an uncertain outlook on farm profitability as a key reason for thinking it's a bad time to make large investments. The short-term farmland value expectation index fell six points compared to a month earlier, as fewer producers expressed optimism about farmland values increasing over the next 12 months, and more of them said that they actually expect to see values decline in the upcoming 12 months. Each January, we ask producers in our survey whether or not they expect to have a larger farm operating loan than they did a year earlier. This year, 15% of the producers in the survey said they expect to have a larger loan. And when we asked why that was the case, more farms this year than in the last couple of years say that they're carrying over some unpaid operating debt as a reason for having a larger farm operating loan in 2024. That wraps up the highlights of this month's survey. You can get the full report on our website, which is purdue.edu slash agbarometer. And you can also get some more details about the survey and the results on our podcast, Purdue Commercial Agcast, which is available at major podcast providers and at our website, purdue.edu slash commercialag. On behalf of the Center for Commercial Agriculture, I'm Jim Mentert. Thanks for joining us. 
Restaurant sales are forecast to exceed $1.1 trillion this year, marking a new milestone for the industry that will employ over 15.7 million people in the United States by the end of 2024. The National Restaurant Association released its 2024 State of the Restaurant Industry Report, and the report finds restaurant operators are cautiously optimistic about the year ahead, with nearly 8 in 10 predicting their sales will increase or hold steady from 2023 levels. However, challenges still exist for the sector. Consumers will notice menu changes more frequently, and it's often a result of increased food costs. In the past year, operators report needing to find new suppliers, removing items from their menus, adjusting portion sizes, or substituting lower-cost items, all in response to elevated food prices. The availability of food items also impacted menu composition, with more than three-quarters of operators saying their restaurant experienced supply delays or shortages of key food or beverage items in 2023. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Yeah.